Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. From the moment it opened its doors in May 2004, the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre offered something quite different and special to those and their families travelling a cancer journey. On Saturday night, the centre was the recipient of a significant national honour at the Pride of Place Awards, which took place in the beautiful Cork City Hall. They're a little bit hoarse and uh, probably worse for wear, but they have broad smiles on their faces. I'm delighted to welcome to the show Aileen Emery, who's Director of Services, and Anne Tracy, Director of Fundraising and Finance at the Gary Kelly Centre. Well, I am right. There's a little... <laughs> we're going to hear the little grogginess in the voice in a minute. Ladies, congratulations. Thanks, Jerry. Well Thanks done so to much. you. Just explain, Aileen, what this award precisely was for. And I have it, folks, I have it here beside me. It's gorgeous. Well, I suppose in short, um, we would see it as a celebration of volunteerism in the community. And uh, the, the fact of the matter is the Gary Kelly Centre would not function without volunteers. We're mm. very heavily reliant on them. On Anne's side of the house, on my side of the house, um, I have four, 24 very steady and reliable uh, women and men who come in every week um, to help with the meeting and greeting and uh, of new people and return clients to the centre. And it's just so important. They help them um, feel at ease, make them that cup of tea. So we really couldn't function without them. There are only uh, five professional staff in the organisation and, yes. and the rest is down to uh, the volunteers volunteers that come in, that come in. and yeah. just to remind you the community well-being initiative award is yeah. what you won Anne. yes 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 absolutely big big <gasps> fill up for everybody see the smile <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean oh my god the honor of it jerry and uh we couldn't we couldn't even begin to describe it when they actually said our name and it was near midnight uh, on Saturday we mm. were about losing the will to live at that stage and they mentioned our name actually the 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 the, the, uh, the introduction was the first few words of our mission statement well I was up like a shot in the middle of it I thought that's us we got it but it was so emotional mm. because it said people believed in us they they trusted us and and they they um they stand by us. Mm. And if that doesn't happen, sure, no matter what Alien or myself would think we should do or not do, it'll never happen. So the uh, the absolute 
honour of mm. picking that, uh, wasn't it, Aileen? An honour mm. to pick up that award in the name of all the people that support us and volunteer towards us. And not at least, not least of all yourselves, Alan Mephan, are so kind to us and so good to us. So, Thank you so much for no those nice words. But I think of all the people who, who work on your behalf, the volunteers that Aileen yeah. mentioned that come in there to work day on day, the fundraisers. I think yeah. it's Ian Carey, for example, yes. who had the big night, night on Saturday, Saturday night and row in beso- behind yeah. you every single year. Yes. They're only just but one of, yes. you know, all that happens, the mini marathon, yes. all these things. That oh, go absolutely. The stables, we have a few stables every year in there. And as you said, Team Carey, the women's mini marathon, which you support us through. Our Christmas cars are out there, by the way, folks. <laughs> They're nearly gone. <laughs> <laughs> They're like hot cakes, even yeah, hotter cakes after yeah. Saturday night, let me say. Oh, I hope so. But you know what? I mean, it's just the belief, this mm. tremendous belief that people have in us. And we mentioned the word trust and we said it again on our way back up from Dundalk this morning where we met, we went to meet Louth County Council, who actually were the people that put us forward. Um, and, you know, it's a big commitment to have that trust mm. and and we feel now that's been recognised and honoured and we're very, very humbled, really are thrilled, delighted, but very humbled. By <laughs> I it. hear the hoarseness in the voice yeah. as she speaks there. <laughs> Let me tell you what the judges said, because mm. you were in a most competitive category. As you can imagine, there are so many yeah. people around the yeah. country who work on a voluntary basis as well and provide uh, wonderful services. The judges said this about you at Gary Kelly. This centre made an immediate impression on the judges who experienced ongoing therapy sessions at first hand. They visited this impressive facility, which is a sanctuary uh, for the retreat, reflection and recovery of cancer sufferers and met with the enthusiastic volunteers who work alongside a dedicated professional mm. staff body. Those are lovely words, Aileen, aren't they? Are. And again, we're just so proud of the volunteers um, that work with us, all of those wonderful people. But look, an important part of healing has been able to give back in the community. And what we have witnessed in the centre is um, people who have come through a cancer experience in themselves and they are now volunteering with us. But more importantly, in recent years, I suppose there's a push for all services in the country and and money is finite everywhere. Um, But some of our volunteers have actually trained up to deliver some of the um, survival programmes in the centre now. And these programmes can only be run by one professional and at least one cancer survivor. They can't, it can't be two professionals to deliver them. So we're thrilled. We have uh, two girls who just recently trained up and they're ready to go in the new mm. year now. And, and they can talk from experience as well yes. and bring their stories yeah. of hope and, and uh, to, p- to people who need them at a, yes. at a very vulnerable time. Yeah. And let's roll back the clock because with this yeah. great award, and let me tell you, it's beautiful. I want to hold it again. Is that OK? <laughs> can I just take hold of it? It's absolutely gorgeous, so it is. And I know this is going to be pride of place in oh, the centre. Right. You're going to have to find somewhere, aren't you? Oh, shrine in the garden. I think, <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Let's turn back the clock mm. to when it all began. And I think mm. it's an appropriate day to do this with mm. you winning uh, the award. You're there from the very start. I know yes. Aileen's about 10 years yeah. with you there. Do you remember the run-up to this, the beginning? It opened 2004, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, I do. I remember it well. <laughs> we started in 2003 and we actually purchased the, the premises, the Maybank holiday, 2003. And we signed on the dotted line. We knew from the beginning of the year we were going to go for it. It suddenly came in the market. It was perfect. 
but we opened the doors for the public to come in and see it in 2000, May Bank Holiday 2004. That was some year, Jerry. I mean, Georgia Street never saw anything like it. Yeah, there was a programme years ago called Anarchist Challenge, and we had plumbers, electricians, vans, you name it, all up and down Georgia Street. We started on a Friday night because the house was in quite poor condition and we had to start at the front gates and walk our way through. But that Friday night, they all came, hats, drills, you name it, into the building. And when they finished on Sunday evening, we had it rewired. We had it replumbed. We had a heating system that did not exist that was now in it. And we had pretty much nearly all the floors back in place. And it was it was incredible. But that's determination of the people. They were so proud of their draw had a son that went away and did well and came back and thought of his his own townspeople and the surrounds. They were determined that this building was going to not open, but it was going to be a fabulous building. But it's a gorgeously homely building, isn't it, mm. Aileen? It, it's not austere. It's not clinical. It's most welcome. It's homely. And it's a very happy building when the people are dealing with so many difficulties. And we're inspired every day by them, their courage, their strength and their fortitude to keep going. And you just kind of know you're a very lucky person to be attached to this charity. And I think it's appropriate you mentioned Gary Kelly there. There aren't too many footballers who run their testimonial and give that money to back to their hometown to something that is there and will be there for future generations as well. And of course, he did support a charity back in Leeds as well at that time. It's very, very important to say. And and again to Gary Kelly, so many people are in debt to Gary and for what he did uh, to get the ball rolling. I'm sorry, Jerry, but he still continues to do that. I know. know. Gary, um, um, Aileen has brought in a new programme. She's She's got the finger on the pulse of what's going forward and new programmes and, and Aileen brought this um, resistance training programme but we needed a very specialised area of where to go with it. So we went up banging on Gary's door, didn't we, in the gym and let us in. What did he do? Opened the doors, he said, you can have it. On a Mondays, we're there. So he still continues yes. to support you, Aileen. Quietly. Quietly, uh, quietly behind yeah, the yeah. scenes in, in, in his own inimitable way. Um how did it start? Did the numbers flock to you from the world go? Did it get no. going immediately? No, <laughs> no actually, the, the very first time I went out to speak to a group was a bridge club out in Turman Feckin. And I remember saying to them, no beds, no tablets, we, we've no overnights. We've done that. And then they were saying, what do you have? So we went on to speak about it. Yeah, what do you offer? So, you know, yeah, exactly. And, and at that stage, we were in aspiration. But we had uh, my... The, on the board at that time was Paddy Dwyer we all know Paddy luckily and we went round and we visited uh, there was only one place in Drogheda or sorry in Dublin Ark and we went to visit that and we went to see a similar one that had just opened in Cork and we thought we brought the best of those practices back with tempered with a little bit of the Drogheda charm as well so that it would work for the clients but no it wasn't like in, in the first couple of years it was the numbers were hesitant but they then they started to come aboard through the fundraising. They mm. come into the building, they get to know it, they get to meet the professionals like Aileen and, and all the other therapists there. And it grew. And uh, 
I'd say we're, we're, we're flat out now at this stage, aren't we? They are flat out, but they've a few more minutes to stay with me. They're not that flat out. We have to celebrate yeah. and acknowledge oh, this today. If yeah. you have been yeah. to the Gary Kelly Centre, if you know about it, if you have an experience of it, if you want to say anything about these wonderful people, now's your opportunity. Get in touch with us. We love to hear from you, as you know, every day on the show. 086 1800 658. That's by WhatsApp or text. 086 1800 658. Or you can call in on 1850-715-958. More from Anne and Aileen after the break. I have in my hands the most beautiful award. It says Pride of Place 2018 in association with Cooperation Ireland. Winner Community Wellbeing Initiative, the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. And we're talking this afternoon. <laughs> she, still, she still hasn't come down. Yes, Anne Tracy and Aileen Emery are with me here on the show. Aileen, you might just remind people. And oh, I want to say we're getting messages in. WhatsApp 086-1800-658. WhatsApp and text. Antoinette Connor has been on to say well-deserved, wonderful people. Couldn't happen to a nicer crew. Thank you, Antoinette. And there's more along those veins, Sinead is telling me, besides there. Eileen, come back to me uh, on the serve. Basically, what do you offer there? Well, we can support people um, with a cancer diagnosis and their families at all stages of the disease, uh, from the time of diagnosis through treatment and beyond. Uh, uh, sometimes people will have a recurrence of cancer. So in terms of services, I suppose some people are just looking for information. Uh, we're able to give that um, uh, just about maybe their treatments or where to go for hair pieces or for prosthesis fitting, all of those practical things, entitlements. Uh, we also have... Um, uh, we're very lucky from a volunteer point of view again that we have a legal support service once a month um, so that that would be from the information practical side of mm-hmm. it from the uh, I suppose the therapy sides we have support groups um, there's a range of support groups the breast cancer support group the gynae cancer support group the men's support group and there's a secondary cancer support group as well and the multiple myeloma they would be a new group set up this year uh, there's a counselling service where people can avail of eight sessions of counselling um, and again, this is it for for um, for those diagnosed with the cancer and their family members. Um, there's a range of what we call holistic therapies, energy therapies, Tai Chi, Qi Gong, and people say, what are they? Really, in short, it's about rebalancing the energy. Fatigue is one of the biggest side effects of treatment. So, and it can take about a year at least to recover afterwards. And we're very delighted, as Anne said earlier, to be able to offer a rehabilitation component now to the recovery plan. And this year again, um, uh, we, we've um, taken on a physiotherapist. She works with us on a Monday and she helps out with the lymphedema service um, for any muscular aches and pains that people are experiencing. And also with the rehab program, it's like a 12 week mm. program for people recovering um, after treatment. So we're very proud of the service that we're offering right now. I know those holistic services. I've t- spoken to people who've been with you and they value them so, yeah. so highly and, and really enjoy them. They say they've made a huge difference to their lives as well and we were speculating at the break then we're trying to do a little tot there about the numbers that possibly have been Mm. through the Mm. centre since you opened your doors we sort of reckon it's 70,000 plus conservatively Mm. 70 probably 70 to 100,000 people Yeah, minimum. Uh, yeah. I'd say lowest figure mm. would be over the oh, since two thousand and four and the door opening. And uh, Aileen's excellent and providing new services all the time. And also, um, all the services that Aileen um, puts forward in the centre, they're all approved services. They're they're all documented and researched, and um, ec- 
outcomes very clearly laid out. So they're they're not put in on a whim, are they, Aileen? You know, no. they're very no, much researched. It's very yeah. important that those services yeah. are, I suppose, uh, research-based and evidence-based. We work alongside the Irish Cancer Society and the National Cancer Control Programme to put in specifically the Thriving Surviving uh, After Cancer Programme. It's about self-management. It's about being able to manage yourself afterwards. And a lot of it is about information and education just to help people get their confidence back, really. Carol Lane's been on from Navin to say congratulations to you all. And says, will you ask Anne, has she still got that bottle of slain whiskey? I think it could be the appropriate time to um, have a wee dram. (laughs) Nice to hear from you, Carol, this afternoon. If there were one thing you could wish for today, now that I have both of you in the hot seat, that would make life easier for you people, what would it be? If you had one wish and you were funding. talking to... Funding. <laughs> yes, people funding. who can influence funding. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Anne? Yeah. Uh, look, you know, Jerry, 400000 this year is going to cost with a footfall of about 8000 And there's no charges for anything we do. And there's no limit to how long we will support someone within those needs, their needs, right? So... I don't know how the public and the business sector are putting up with me as long as they are, but they do open the door and they do listen and they do come on board and they get out and they do incredible things or they write a cheque and it could be the man next door doing a, a cycle or a run or it could be the lovely Joe Schmidt, the uh, rugby coach who came to us recently for a gala dinner. But they all give with the same heart, a very generous one. And I would love to be able to ease that burden on them Mm. and not have that expectation. It is they that's going to. They have a pride and it gives them that sense of ownership Mm. around the charity. But for me personally, if I thought, should look, we all retire at some stage, going to happen to me too. I'd love to have a stage of... I'd love to have a set You're going funding. nowhere. Did you hear the boss I, I know, there saying I know, that I'm into your ear? To, <laughs> not listening. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I, it would I, be lovely to have that in place and that security for the charity mm. going. A cure would be the other thing. Of course, of course. <laughs> that's what we'd all love. Peter Murphy's been on to say congratulations to all involved oh, Gar- at Gary oh. Kelly, to uh, Anne and Aileen this afternoon, which are there in the show. They really were, Jerry, nearly dancing on the table when the winners were announced on Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Aileen, again, you hear what Anne has to say there. That would be the biggest wish, that you would have some certainty in the funding, yes. Absolutely, Jerry. And, you know, if if, um, this award... if anything came out of it, it was on the day of the presentation where, and I've said to Anne, where the penny kind of dropped with me, 400,000 a year is a lot of money. But for Anne, every December, uh, to have to face into January and say, we, that means we have to make another 400,000. And whatever about the amount of money and funding comes in, it is no easy job to do that. And I can fully appreciate when Anne says she needs funding. Believe you me, if anybody had to face into ra- raising 400,000 a year, I think you'd take the wobblies. It's but that's what it takes to keep the centre um, going mm-hmm. and to offer the services we are offering and we would be completely lost I don't think anybody maybe they do but this woman works so hard it's just incredible just to keep this place going can I say just to finish up today I know I know I know she's humble as well she never takes any credit for it can I say to you this to all of you at at the centre to everybody involved to all who supported it during the year to all who've attended there 
this is a wonderful achievement and acknowledgement. Well deserved. Congratulations to you and continued success. Thank and thank you all, Gary Kelly Centre, for what you do for everybody. Yeah. Thanks a million for joining and me thank today. Thank you to everybody for coming in to us as thank well, because that's what keeps the centre going. Absolutely. God bless Congratulations. You. Thank you, LMFM. <laughs> the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Did you know that 8,000 Irish people have a stroke each year? A quarter, 2,000 don't survive, while the balance become part of a community of 60,000 survivors living in Ireland today. We're going to talk about surviving a stroke for the next while, and I'm joined first on the show by Seamus Casey, who's the Irish Heart Foundation Support Group Coordinator for Louth and Meath. And Eugene Levy is here from Dundalk. Eugene experienced a stroke back in 2010. Gentlemen, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank Eugene, you. you reminded me, you were with me on late launch nearly the first few months when the show began. After the stroke, yes. Yeah, after you had the stroke and we were beginning this show 10 years ago as well. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's great to see you again because that, at that stage you came in here in a wheelchair, yes? Yes. Now you walked in today. I walked in, yes. My God, aren't you a real example of somebody who's made a remarkable recovery? Take us back to just before uh, you had the stroke, if you would, uh, Eugene. W- were you ill at the time? Did you feel unwell? What happened? No, in fact, actually, without um, putting blame on anybody, I had surgery 24 hours before. Right. And had the stroke then in the middle of the night. Okay. And you think it might have been linked to that? It may have. It yeah. May have, but then again, it may not. Yeah, you, d- you do not know. Nobody well, knows. Besides having that surgery, w- w- was your health in generally quite good? Oh, very good. Had your blood pressure? Yes. You had slight. Yeah. Had, and were you taking tablets for that? No. No. Ah, so you had blood pressure had and you weren't pressure. taking the medication. That could be an indicator as it well, could couldn't be. it? Quite easily. What do you remember of that time when you took the stroke? Do you remember anything? Did you just pass out and know nothing or what? I knew nothing. I actually took it in my sleep. So you were in bed at the I time? I was in bed and I, the wife, I was calling my wife and she actually found me on the floor beside the bed with my head stuck in between the locker and the bed. So she couldn't get me out. And you were gone at that I stage? I was gone at that stage. Totally gone. So what happened from there? 999 ambulance, was it? Yes. And into hospital? And straight into hospital, into Drada, yes. Do you remember coming too? Yes, yes. And did that happen quickly after you were admitted to hospital? Or was it a number of days or what happened? It was within hours. Hours you came yes. back again. And did you understand what had happened to you? No. Not at that stage? Not at that stage. How were you affected? I was totally paralysed on the left side. And absolutely no balance whatsoever. And you sort of knew that straight away, that you oh, could yeah, feel yeah. Uh, nothing there. All on the left. All on the left. So on what side of your brain were you... Were, were, you know the way I the, had the stroke on the right. And that affects the left hand. the left, yeah. and, and vice versa if it happens the other way yeah. round. How did, how did you feel? Like, what, what, what were your feelings? What it's was very, very difficult to describe. But it's only later, now when you look back, it's, it's a very lonely illness. Mm. And... An awful lot of self-pity comes into it as well. I won't say depression, but self-pity. Did you feel that? You felt that quite oh, quickly, yes, did you? very quickly. Or oh, within a day or two. Why me, you know? Mm. How long were you in hospital? You were in Drogheda first, yes? I was in Drogheda for three weeks. Okay. And then Loud County for nearly six months. The rehabilitation, the rehabilitation there. You went through yes. the whole programme there. The whole programme there, yes. What was it like going home? 
Well, they let you home actually during at the weekends. The rehab. Yes, they let you home on Sundays sometimes. But remember, when you were at home before all this happened, home was home and it was as it was. Was it different when you went back or did you have to make many changes? Oh, we did, we made a lot of changes. My wife had the bed down in the actual setting room because it's a two-storey house. So you couldn't go upstairs? So I couldn't climb stairs. That's no. just a simple, and, and that's a major change it's in major the house. Major change, major change. And then from the bed to the bathroom, I had to get a wheelchair to take me. I couldn't walk. Massive difference. When, Massive when you, difference, yes. So you have your wife, or you had your wife to look after you in, in those still areas. Have, and yes. still have her, which yes. is, is right. Um, did you, when you finished the rehab in, in, in Dundalk, did you feel that you had improved even in that space of time? Oh, yes, yes. You'd come on from yes. where you were. The rehab in Dundalk are very, very good. Mm. And to be honest with you, I, I look at circumstances now and I say, Dr. Kelly and Drada saved my life. Drada did a great job with me. But then, Loud County, they give me my life back. Yes. But my wife makes me live it. My God, isn't that lovely? That's really lovely, the way you put it there. What's your wife's name? Veronica. Veronica. We say hello to Veronica this afternoon. God, she's a very special woman, obviously. Um, Today, you're a decade on, let's say, from from it happened. You really have made the most of life since. Tell them what you were doing lately with your son. Well, we actually designed, built and installed a brand new fitted kitchen for him. And you're deeply involved in that? Oh, yes, deeply. Did you ever think the day you lay in the bed and the weeks and months after when you felt that self-pity that you'd be able to do what you've just done? No, never thought it. But you have? Yes. Isn't it wonderful, wonderful? How, how is your paralysis now? How, how, how much are you affected? Everything's starting to move a lot better. Yeah. As we all know, every illness takes time. But the group that we go to now on a Wednesday morning helps a lot. Simply because the exercises that this physio has. Connor, isn't it? Con- yeah. Connor. He Connor is very, be. very good. Mm. And he, I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So the support group is very this, important this, to yes. you. Yes. Your speech or your, your uh, mental ability was never affected? No, it no. was indeed, yes. Was it? Yes. God, you'd never know. Oh, indeed it is. Indeed it is. Yeah. Even to this day it is. Yeah, but honestly, I say that to you, uh, Eugene. You you would have to really look hard. You know, I'm saying this yeah. to you, honestly, to understand there was anything. But you, you wouldn't look like somebody. You see, what actually happens is you regress into a bubble. Mm. And you can only see about two feet in front of you. That's from my experience. And you're watching down to try and move the leg. You're concentrating the whole time. I'm just trying to move your leg or your arm or whatever it may be. Mm. And it's it's just so difficult. Yeah. But you've done great. Oh, yes. You must be so proud of yourself. No, I'm actually proud of everybody. I have great support groups I had. Yeah. You know? All the people around you. All the people around me. Family, friends, and even the group that I'm at now. Mm. Are so important. You're going to hear about that now because I want to bring into the conversation Seamus Casey. Seamus, nice to meet you again from the Irish Heart Foundation Support Group Coordinator for Loud and Mead. Man, is some story. He, it's unbelievable. And whenever I go to do a talk, if I call to someone's house tomorrow morning, I will instance Eugene Levy as a reason why people should be in a stroke support group. Oh my God, he's a, he's a, he's your he's your poster boy. He he's a man who, when he joined the group at first, could hardly lift a cup up to his lips, and now he's fitting kitchens. You know, mm. it's 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 just unbelievable. Like that, I I would call him a superman. I know not trying to embarrass him, but to to to, to have achieved what he has done, but he's done it with his own persistence, and as his wife like is just 
she's just the strongest woman any man could have behind her like yeah Tell us about this group and, and, and what it's all about. You have groups, I know, in Dundalk, Drogheda, Navin. And well, there, there, there are 19 groups throughout the country. It started yes. off in Dublin and then Loud was the first county outside of Dublin and it's spreading rapidly. Uh, close to this area, you would also have uh, O'Cavan and Monaghan groups. Yes. You have a very strong group in Mead and in Cavan, uh, Monaghan, Whitehall, Castlenock. Mullingar and Longford. Okay, so they're surrounding this surrounding, area here. Yeah. And uh, people might think that if, if you're in County Mead that, that you might have to come to the stroke group in Navan. But like, I would take, talk to the people in the east of County Mead. They could go to Drogheda just as handy. Bettystown, Laytown, mm. whatever, you know. So yes. they'd be more than welcome in so there. So the, the county geographic boundaries don't really apply. If it's somewhere nearer to you, yeah, you, you go to that where particular you're going. group. Exactly. What happens at these groups? Eugene well, alluded to it there. Well, well, a typical morning would be people would come in and they get a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, biscuits, and we have a, a bowl of fruit there uh, the, so to, to encourage healthy eating, as yes. a fellow says. And... That goes on for about 20, 25 minutes. In that time, then, we would have a chat among ourselves or people might say, well, I had such a problem today. And some might say, well, you know, that happened to me a couple of months ago and this is what I did or whatever. So they swap ideas and, and give each other support. And the, the, the best thing about it, it's all very lighthearted and there's a bit of crack and you could get yourself slagged or whatever you could. But it's all, you know, it's kept light. There's no f- formalities. When the tea and coffee and chat is over, our physios would come in, like Conor Gonley and the dog, or we use a group called CL Blue in in Drogheda and Navin. And they do about 45 minutes of sit-fit or seated exercises, and they will concentrate on helping people with their balance, with their, with their, their, their cardio, to get the heart rate up a bit, with the, getting their arms moving. And they will look at people who would maybe have a particular problem and try and do a bit of work with that. Mm. Because I think a lot of the research will show you that the more someone does something with the, the weak arm, the, the better chance that part of the brain will actually say, well, hold on a minute, this has to move. So it, it will rewire itself and, and help that part of the body move. Yes. Uh, after that, then we would typically sit down and maybe play some games like boccia or quites or curling. We might have a quiz. We might have a quiz. And the type of quiz we try and put on is one that makes people think rather than, you know, just who played Kojic television. That's not what we have. We would have something like um, name a county in Ireland that's a stretcher make, uh, make of motor car. Yes. Okay. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> you have to long, think. Long Ford. Long Ford. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, where would the where would the wee red canine cross the river in County Mayo? Uh, yeah. Foxford. So something like that, you know. And and uh, now we would also take in speakers who would talk. It could be the fire brigade tomorrow, but it could be someone to do with aphasia, which is a speech speech with. With people's speech, it could be we've had the guards in, we've had chemists in. The chemist in particular was very good because people mm. were on television or on tablets, it doesn't really suit them. And he was able to tell, well, if you use X instead of Y, it does the same job, but you know, yes. so lots of so advice, l- lots of advice and information, and as much information as we can. And over the last couple of months, through the Loud Mead Educate Together board, we've started art programs. We've in in Nundalk, they, we're doing art painting at the minute. In Drogheda, we're doing IT, and in Navan, we're doing pottery. 
and the, the pottery people in Navanon are all going to build, are building themselves a crib with figurines for, for the Christmas. Christmas time. Let's take a short break. They're staying with us. Eugene Levy, a remarkable man, is here. Uh, Seamus Casey, the coordinator in Loud Than Mead, is with us. And we're going to meet Helen Kelly and her daughter Anne-Marie in a couple of moments. 60,000 survivors in Ireland and another one of them is with us today from Navan in County Mead. Helen Kelly's here and her daughter Anne-Marie is with her as well. You're both very Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me on Late Lunch this afternoon. If I could begin with yourself, uh, Helen, you might tell me, what year did you have your stroke? Um, 2006. 2006 Mm -hmm. was the year. And tell me this, do you recall much, as I asked Eugene earlier on, of what happened when you had the stroke? I didn't recall very much. Uh, Marie could tell me. Right. You didn't remember much yourself, did you not, from the time? Not really. what you were taking the hospital? Did you have the stroke at home? Were you at home when it happened? No, no, I, I, I didn't know where I was. I didn't even know I was getting a stroke. Did you not? No. And beforehand, did you feel unwell in the run up to it, no. or anything like? No, not at all. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No indications. Nothing like that. Not to me. No. Yeah. No. Where was she, Anne Marie, when it happened? Um, she was back home. Initially, we had been downtown shopping in in Navan, and I noticed her voice a bit funny. And I did mention to her, you know, maybe she go to the hospital because for some reason, in the back of my head, is something not right here. Um, and she's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm going home. I'm going to work. And I said, right, OK, so <laughs> your mum says you're going to work. That's it. She's gone. So I had to bring her home. But I was watching her walking down the street and I could see her handbag falling off her shoulder. And she in stubbornness, kept putting it back up and it kept down. And I was like, it's definitely not something right in here now. I'll stay where I am. So I stayed with her for a while and I could see the different symptoms coming along. But I kept saying to her, you know, we'll get the doctor. You want to go to the doctor? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing wrong with me. So I thought, okay, stand there and have a cup of tea. And while I was meant to make the tea and came back, she'd slipped out of consciousness. So I called the GP and called the ambulance. And as I say, the rest is history. That was the stroke. Um, but it did take her about a week and a half, two weeks to, to come round. Oh, God. It. So, so yeah. unlike Eugene, who came back within hours, uh, Helen didn't at that no, stage. No, Yeah. And um, how long were you, Helen? Do you remember how long you were in hospital then? Hospital, say, three months, I think. Right, and where was it? Was that in Navan? In Navan Hospital, and uh, did rehabilitation happen there as well? It did. Yeah, yeah. She had very, very good physio and um, OT in in Navan, and they were were brilliant. Mm. They were very good. Yeah. Yeah. And this was back in two thousand six. Two thousand and six. You had it. Um, She came home after that, did you? You came home, Helen, after that to the house. Yeah. 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 How did you find it? I asked Eugene this question earlier when you when you went back home after the stroke. Was it difficult? Well, it was. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go back to the home I came from. Yes. I went to a different place because I had a, a lot of stairs in our house. So it wasn't suitable, no, for, wasn't suitable for her needs when we came home. So while she was in hospital, I had to sell the house and buy a new house, basically, really? before she could come home safely. My God, you are yeah. one great daughter, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, you are one great daughter. You so it was a different situation she was coming back to. Yes. Right? So the house was on the flat when you came home. Yeah. Was that tough, Helen? Yeah, well, it was. It was different. Mm. Yeah. But you understood that it was much better to be in the new house oh, on the flat. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How do you feel like from you've had the stroke? Uh, oh, I'm fine, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Are you feeling you feel good within yourself? Yeah? Yes, definitely. Do Do you need the wheelchair to get about all I, the time? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. As I tell her, she's lazy. She can get out of the house oh, on her yeah, stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she leaves the front door, she needs the chair, and that's well, that. I have a stick at home for getting round. Okay. Apart from this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yeah, but when you're out and about, the chair is oh, handy yeah, to get about. Yeah. Going mm. shopping or yes. going to concerts or whatever. Yeah. But you was that last night in, at Jimmy Buckley and Drogheda. Were you? Oh no, no, no I was at by. Where were I'm you? So used to going you're to so it. many. You're at so many gigs. You're confused. Uh, yeah, I do. So do you like the country music? Do you? Oh yeah. Love it. Yeah, definitely. You like Buckley? Who else do you like? Well, the majority of them. I mean, they're all good. All the country yeah, stars, yeah. and you try to get out to the concerts. That do you as much? Well, Anne takes me there. Yeah, Anne Marie, are you your mother's carer? Do you look after your mama? I look after my mum, but I work full time as well. Okay, yeah. so yeah. You, you do both. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, but I do. I do have a uh, mum has a home help during home the day. Yeah. Do you as well yeah. to, to yeah. help you yeah. along? Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you feel Helen that you know with what happened to you? Did they say to you that it was a, a big trauma that you had? No, you, no, there isn't. You didn't feel? Did you well, feel? I that? didn't feel it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I didn't think I had much of one. And if they told me, oh, you have a, you know, we had a fairly good bad one, you know. Yeah. But to me, it wasn't. You didn't feel that, no. even though they told you that it was. No, yes. No. Yeah. What yeah, about you? Fine. A big change in everybody's lives, Anne-Marie. Yeah. It was a big change. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of the unknown when you, when you go to the hospital and you think, okay, she had a stroke, what does that mean? Mm. And what's the, the effect of that? And the ripple effect, you never know what it's going to be. Obviously, the other end of it now, you know what it is. And yes. You've gotten through it. But if you were told what it was up front and you're going to face it, yeah. it could have been a brick wall, you wouldn't know, you know. Helen, I think you're... I know a... she knew. I don't know. <laughs> Helen, I, I'd say you're a feisty woman. You're a real battler. <laughs> I can be. <laughs> I'd say you are. Just yeah. <laughs> looking at you today, I'd say there isn't a lot that'd stop yeah. you in your tracks, to be honest. Not a whole no. lot, no. You didn't work when... The, no, there's no work finished when this happened oh, to you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did you miss work? Not really. Right. No, no. You just got on with things. Mm. Your life changed and you did, changed yeah, with yeah. She's very adaptable as well, she aren't is, you? Yeah. As well as that. So the country music is the thing that, that keeps you going. Yeah. Back to yourself, Seamus. When you see a woman like this, you know, we were talking about Eugene a moment ago there and what he's done. This woman is another remarkable survivor, isn't she? Well, it, it, it's uncannily, you know, and, and, and I know that even, even from joining the group I've seen a change in, in Helen I've seen her artistic talent come out mm. I've seen things like that that, that might might never have, have occurred with, without joining a group but um, 
discovered I had a hidden talent, Jamie. I, I was interviewed. Tell me, so come on, tell me that again. Come in. I, I discovered I had a hidden talent when I met, uh, joined James. What, what, what's this hidden talent? Oh, Reveal paint. it on the radio no, today. The painting. Do you paint? Yes. Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I do now, yeah. You love it? Yeah. And you play a bit of sport as well, do you? No. The, no? Bought you? Oh, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Come on. She's, <laughs> she's that talented with the brushes. She doesn't even pay any attention That's to right, the sport. That's right. I just take on one thing. <laughs> come on, Seamus. Come in. No, yeah. but like... Uh, Sorry, Seamus, I interrupted in, in this, in, 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 in between Loud and Mead, there's 2,500 in, in Mead people we reckon that had a stroke. Yeah. There are 1,800 in Loud. We have eight or nine coming at the most into Navin to the stroke support group. Mm-hmm. We have maybe 21 or 22 in Dundalk and 17 or 18 in Drogheda. And to my mind, there are, as you can see, a couple of thousand people who could get a benefit from a stroke group. Because I, I was interviewed in the August a couple of years back and they asked me what I thought of the job. And I said, I wish to God I had had this job 20 years ago. Mm. Because every single week I can look at someone within our groups and see progress. Yeah, People who might have come in lately or people like these who had their stroke seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. You know, it's even in Nelly's case, uh, 20 years ago yeah. or, or near enough 20 years ago. Or whatever. So, so are you so saying today to people that if you're out there listening this afternoon and you have been affected by a stroke or you know somebody who is, there is opportunity to join these groups in Loudon Mead. Well, exactly. And you you will get the, the the full use of the service that we provide, which doesn't only entail um, coming into the group meetings. Someone who f- who's feeling a bit down themselves, we can get them a wee bit of counselling. Uh, I could tell you about one person who had a stroke in April, went home and sat in the house till October. They had the family heads mitered we want you I have to have someone in the house with me or phone call after phone call after phone call we got that person to a counsellor and that person now walks in three quarters of a mile on a stroller to our meetings and her daughter said to me last last till end of last year well you know I think you've created a bit of a monster here She's, because we were forever been annoyed with my mother ringing us and wanting someone in the house. Now, every time we call to the house, she's not there. She's gone. And we're ringing her to see where <laughs> she, she is. is. I love it. You know, that is a real example. You wanted to mention something. Yes. What's coming up? Tomorrow at one o'clock in the Kilmore Hotel in Cavan, there's an open meeting for people who have been affected by stroke. Whether that's in Loudmead, Monaghan, Cavan, you name it, if you know that person, get those per- that person along to that meeting and they will get a lot of information about these groups. Okay, that's in Kilmore, the Hotel the Kilmore, Kilmore, tomorrow at, at one o'clock. o'clock. Just if you can get there, it'll yeah. be well, well worth your while. Yeah. And if anyone wants to access the groups in Loudmead or Monaghan, if they give me a ring on 086 138 or you can ring the Irish Heart helpline or contact irishheart.ie and they will get all the information they need to get themselves into a group. And we have those uh, contact details off 1850 Breeds will have them in a moment. Just before we finish, let me have a final word with Eugene Levy. Highly recommend what uh, uh, Eugene was saying there. Come along and... Try out and, and, and join us and see what it's all oh, about. Yes. But you may go and find it and say to yourself, this group is not for me like I did. Mm. It wasn't for me to begin. Yes. But 
when you sit back and look at what's going on, you can just fit in nice and easy. Yes. And it's not that you... How would you put it? It's not that you go expecting something. Mm. You go and you actually find friendship. And yeah. it gets you back out in the community. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's all about. It's a big, big thing. Helen, would you agree with that, with those remarks there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. would, yeah, yeah. You love it. I do, yeah. Big part of your life. Look forward to it every week. I do look forward to it, yeah. Yeah, great yeah. indeed. And Anne-Marie, yeah. for you... Um, well, you meet people as a gentleman, so, you know, yeah. make friends there. And yeah, absolutely. And you can see the benefit as well for your mum, yes. yes. Absolutely. Shame it wasn't there would be battle like you. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> anyway, folks, I have to leave it there for today. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining me on the show. Seamus Casey, Helen Kelly, her daughter Anne Marie, and Eugene Levy. It's been great to meet you all. Good luck to you. Thanks a million. Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. They needed a special whiskey, couldn't find it, saw an opportunity and have now developed a business. It's simple, this thing, isn't it really? Or is it? As their second online whiskey auction goes live, I'm joined by Anthony and Catherine Sheehy, founders of Irish Whiskey Auctions. You are both so welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. And I will now give her her proper name, Katie. Thank you very much. When are you called Catherine? When I'm in trouble or on official documents. <laughs> well, you're not in trouble today. Is that OK? <laughs> it's great to see both of you. You're from Dundalk. You're very welcome to the late launch this afternoon. Thank Does you. that sum it up, really, what I said there? Ish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how it sort of started. I mean, we were... I've been collecting whiskey for a few years and we've been buying whiskey from the UK and and previously the only way of getting sort of second-hand whiskey, if, if you use that term, is to buy from the UK auction sites so, or trade online with, with people on forums and Facebook pages and that. But it was all unregulated and it was all volatile, I think is the best way to describe it. So you just were looking, as I said, and you thought, oh, there's something, there's a missing link here. Is that it? It was even simpler than that. In January the, the 18th... Hold on a minute. You're only at this since last January. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah January. Is that all? Is that yeah. all from that time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we've built the whole business and have the auction website up and going. And I love your website. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it is really yeah, good. Yeah, it I was, it it's cool, it's smart, it's sharp, it does what it says in the yeah. tin. I enjoyed having a, a mosey round it this morning. Come on, sorry, I interrupted you there. No Go bother, ahead. no bother. And uh, I was standing in the whiskey shop in Dublin, and in Mulligan's whiskey shop in Dublin, and having a chat with one of the guys and said... It's a pain in the bum trying to buy stuff from, from the UK. And he said, shame there's not one here in Ireland. And I went... Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because we had bought a whiskey from my dad for Christmas because my dad's originally from Curley, and we got uh, we found a bottle called Sleeve Naglaw, and that's where dad's from. And we thought that'd be a cool present for my dad. And we bought it online on one of the whiskey auction sites, and it got actually stopped in customs, and it was all this hoo ha, and we were panicking whether we were going to have it for Christmas or not. And that sort of also helped spur on the idea of why don't we have one in Ireland because it then we cut out all that sort of carry on yeah did you get the bottle in we got it in yeah and dad loves it <laughs> I'm sure he does. Isn't this just a cracker of a tale? So how do you go about then? You know, all right, you see the gap in the market, you realise there's something here, think you have that uh, eureka moment. It has been, it has been uh, challenging, I think is the best way to describe it. Um, red tape and bureaucracy in this country 
isn't exactly conducive to starting up a new business. Um, so we had an awful lot of legislation. I mean, you have to have a license, obviously, to sell alcohol. So we had to comply with that. And just all the, the, the hype that goes with it or the, the paperwork that goes with it. So that's taken a lot. And then actually building the platform. I mean, there's there was nothing you could buy off the shelf software-wise that would fill what we wanted and the criteria that we wanted to, or the user interface that yes. we wanted. So we ended up having to sort of get something built. So we, we've got a fantastic... Uh, team down in Belfast actually was where we ended up finding them and they've been working hard and they've been building and building and and still are I mean we're still we're still changing things I mean what we've built is what our idea of the website is Mm. and the great thing about this and and I think it shows how people have engaged is that they've people are coming to us and what about this feature or what about that feature or I'd love to be able to see this or I'd love to be able to see that and then even the whiskey themselves I mean we've got some fantastic bottles of whiskey on it again we've we're blown away by by people's input into it and and feedback from and support as well yes. encouragement so you've had one full auction so far and the other one just went live there on Friday and runs for seven days now tell me this you buy and sell, is that it? No, no. no are you, you you do you buy it all? No, we, we don't, don't buy it all. We don't. We don't. So you're a holding. We yeah. are literally. We are just providing the software f- to auction off other people's whiskey. Okay. So the the scenario is, if you, for example, Jerry, mm. you've discovered a, a bottle of Middleton very rare in your in your press at home, preferably an eighty eight. <laughs> preferably if it's an eighty eight, a nineteen eighty eight Middleton very rare. <laughs> am I am, am I on the pig's back? I, it is Definitely. the holy grail at the minute. It is the holy grail of really? whiskey. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing else. And will there be many of them out there, do you think? No. No. There's not. There's mm. not. Uh, well, th- the problem is it's unknown at the minute. Any of the ones, and even in that complete um, collection that we sold in our last auction. So, I mean, that was a full collection of Middleton Very Rares, sold for 36,000. Uh, and was there one of these bottles in there? There was one of them in one. it, but it didn't have, it wasn't complete. It didn't have its presentation box. It didn't have its certificate. It didn't have its uh, invitation. invitation. So that's, that really all contributes to it. And there's none of them. Any of the any of the ones that have come up, they just don't. If one comes up for auction, I will hazard a guess. How much? It is probably between six and 10,000. <sighs> That's money, isn't it, for yeah. a bottle? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So tell me this. You are you are the, the holding online space where people come with their whiskies. So they come to you. Do you look for people and people come to you? We do. That's. I mean, that's part of the thing. Again, I, I've only got a limited collection, so I'd run out of whiskey fairly quickly if I was <laughs> selling my own stuff. <laughs> do you drink it? <laughs> I'm drinking it as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, that's, okay. a, that's another day's argument. <laughs> but... Uh, what we're trying to do is really get the word out there because the amount of people that don't realise what they've got. Uh, so we've one bottle in particular in this auction. Uh, it's a 1989 Middleton, very rare. And the guy had it, he was given it as a gift, didn't realise what it was, came to us by chance, said about auction, and, and it's currently at €3,000. So he was given it as a gift. He was sitting in his press, didn't know what he had. And it's currently at three. It will probably go to five or 6000 who buys these whiskies? Are they people who like to drink whiskey? I suppose that's a mad question. Uh, collectors, investors, what? I think it's a, it's a bit of everything, but the bigger bottles are mainly for people who are collectors and investors. Okay. 
So those ones with substantial money. There's one there I just looked at, at before I came down. Middleton, 30th anniversary, Pearl Edition. Mm. Latest bid. It's probably gone up since I looked at 11,000. It's, uh, it's currently at 11,000. Uh, it should go It should go well. It should go a lot higher. That's one bottle. That's one bottle. There was only 117 bottles of it ever made. Um, it is one of the last ones that is signed by both Master Distillers in Middleton, in Cork. Uh Strangely enough, we were in Belfast last week. Last Sunday, yeah. Uh, and there's there's now only 116 bottles of it because uh, a builder smashed one in... Uh, Bittles Bar in, in Bittles Belfast. Bar in Belfast. Oh, my God. He was doing some construction work and he uh, he smashed it. And John, who owns the bar, was quite happy to pose with photos of the broken... The it's on our of Instagram the broken, page. It's on our Instagram See, and on our that's Facebook. That's the dearest break that builder will ever be involved in. Strangely enough, John said that he didn't even... But an island and still give him a bill. Give him, the builder still sent in his invoice to be paid. I wish him luck. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's come back to this whiskey thing. So in your first auction, and I know it went really well for you, you had how many lots roughly in that uh, 167. First? And did they all sell? Uh, no, some didn't. Some yeah, failed. Some, some didn't. This is like any auction. Absolutely. But yeah, the yeah. majority went yeah. very well. Were yeah. you pleased with the with the first shot? Uh, over the moon. We, I mean, we, Delighted, yeah. When we planned this, and I mean, as I said, the, 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 the support that we're receiving is fantastic. When we planned this, we said if we get 100 bottles in our first auction, we'd be happy. Yeah. yeah. We got 167. Fantastic. We said if we got added another 20 for our second auction, so if we were around 120, we'd be doing well. We're currently at 250 bottles. In this auction in at this the moment. In this live auction at the moment. So what way does the auction work? Explain to me. It opened at a time last Friday. You put yep. the collection together, you put them up on your website, they're all there to be viewed. Do they have a reserve? Some do, some don't. Um, again, it depends on how the owners value them uh, or what we value them. I mean, again, we're we're... We've built a good network of of experts that we can sort of say, look, yeah. what do you think this is worth? I mean, we've we've got great support from publicans in Dublin, from the L Mulligan Whiskey Shop in Dublin, uh, and then just guys that we know over the you know that are really really knowledgeable about particular types of whiskey. So we talk to them, come up with a evaluation that we think is fair. We say it to the to the customer. I mean, if they if they're not coming with any agenda or any price in their head, then we just put it up reserve free. I'm just thinking, you know, like everybody has a little press for the spirits of that yeah. in their home. And it'd be quite easy to get a bottle. You know, we were often given a bottle, even many moons, moons ago, maybe even bought it. And you stick it in the back of this press and someday yeah, you pull it out. And you could be sitting on, you're telling me. Oh, you, don't, yeah, oh, you definitely, are. You yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah, a lot yeah, of cash yeah, in a lot of instances. Even regular bottles, like, I mean, Jemson. I mean, we had a bottle of uh, 2000 and seven Jemson uh, in our last auction that came from a lady in Carrick Macross and again you know she was given it by by a relative she didn't know what she had I ended up writing her a cheque for 700 euros so you know it's 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 a huge thing that Listen, she was big a very business. happy lady I'm She's sure very happy. she yeah. was <laughs> I'm sure she was Katie a very very happy lady so this is really has really taken off. So the current auction opened on Friday, runs till when this Sunday one? Sunday ends on Sunday at the twenty fifth at seven pm. Now we have we've a bit of smart technology in the website as well that we've built in. It's called an anti sniping software. So I don't know if you've ever bought it online, Jerry. I certainly um, have. And you're on eBay and you're watching it, and then the last minute some fella comes in and he puts a bid and takes it yes. away from you. Well, with our system. 
if there's a bid put in in the last five minutes, it actually extends that lot by 10 minutes. So you have a chance to come back and go a bit higher. Go at it. Go at it again. Did you find that that some people, you know, are hedging their bets and watching oh, till yeah. the last yeah. minute? Yes. Yeah, that's Definitely, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our volume on the last auction, again, you know, blew us out away. I think we'd something like quarter of a million hits in the last hour uh, on the last auction site. I mean, it, it just, it it's phenomenal. And you were the only people now doing this in Ireland? There's a new, another one has set up, but I mean, we were the first ones to it. I mean, we came yeah. with the idea. As I say, we've been working on this since, since January, working yeah, hard. Definitely. So it's, 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 it's everything we, we hoped it would be and more. So your website is irishwhiskeyauctions.com ie or dot com you'll get it on on either either so if you're sitting listening to us today and you're at a smart thing or you're on your computer go and give it a click and just have a look what we're talking about I'm going to talk more to Anthony and Katie Sheehy after the break Anthony and Katie Sheehy from Irish Whiskey Auctions are with me on late lunch this afternoon who came up with this where spirits move I love oh, it. Actually, Who came up with that line? A guy. A guy, a guy from Dunlear, uh, a fella called Joe, Joe Killeen. Uh, Joe does all our sign writing and for our business. <laughs> and we've, we've been doing business, doing business with Joe for years. Yeah. And, and he's just... It's a great line, it isn't is, it? Yeah, Where spirits move. Yeah, he, he's amazing. claiming copyright on it now. He's looking, <laughs> he's, looking for, uh, he's, looking, he's looking for royalties and everything. So he's he's to, looking uh, for his cut. Yeah. Now explain this, because this is probably something listeners are thinking today. Okay, I have a bottle, and I contact you, and I say, listen, I have this bottle of Middleton. What is it, 88, is it? 88, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. what a dream that would be. Yeah. How, how do you check out my bona fides? We we actually have to get hands on the bottle, so that's that's the thing. I mean, if 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 the bottle, you either there's there's four ways of we can get the bottle. So you can actually call to Dundalk to our offices and call into us mm-hmm. and give us the bottle. Uh, two, you can actually post the bottle to us now with an eighty-eight. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, no disrespect to any postal services, oh, they're but great, uh, they're great. yeah, absolutely. But I mean, y- you'd have to be sure. Uh, and we've also got a drop-in depot in Dublin and one in Belfast that uh, people can call in there and give them our bottle of whiskey, and they're given a receipt and all so that. So that's my bona fides. You then need to authentify or authenticate what, what, what the bottle is, I've yeah. sent to you and yeah. is, can that be difficult are there shysters out there there's, there's shysters everywhere <laughs> in every walk what a stupid life. question yeah. in Ireland yeah there's, there's, there's people that'll take advantage of everything yeah we, we have to get hands on and we have to I mean we've had two yeah we've had two that we weren't 100% sure of and we got the guys who help us out to have a wee look at them and just say yay or nay and thankfully both of them were genuine okay um, but if you were in doubt at all no, no if we were in doubt at all definitely we, we not couldn't, no. No, we, no you couldn't put it up, up for auction you could obviously there must be a benefit I'm just sitting here my mind is clunk, clunking along if I had a bottle myself and I just went online and I put it up for sale and that's Mm, I'd, I'd rather go with you guys. Well, that's a, it, it's legitimacy. I think that 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 we have, and then it's a controlled environment. I mean, it's it's not a, a free for all. I mean, with with one where you're, you're putting it up online, you don't know whether what you're buying as a buyer is the right thing. Um, unfortunately, there's been a few instances of that as well. But also, then I mean, there's been cases where guys have put up bottles of whiskey on on the Facebook forums or social media, and. Uh, People have paid for it and never got the bottle of whiskey. Not good news. No, if not you're good news. And again, if you can come physically to our offices and meet us yeah. and you, have a chat with us yes. and see what we're doing, yes. and it just gives it credibility then. Mm. 
No, I can, I, I can absolutely see the benefits of that. Let's talk a bit about uh, yourselves for a moment. What did you do before this? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> what haven't we done? Uh, you are business people, entrepreneurs. Would that be fair I, to I, say? Somebody's thrown that at us a already. A serial yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, there's somebody, oh, yeah. somebody called that. I, I didn't know whether it was an insult or what. <laughs> or what way to take it. Um, <laughs> they turn a buck. Yeah, that's it. And we, we've done a few things. I mean, mm. myself and Kate have been together 22 years now at this stage. We've been there, done that, lived in France for some time, um, back here in Ireland. Um, I, I, I own, I'm in partnership with a guy. We own a company called Starsat Ireland and we do TV systems as my other company. So we're, we're busy doing that all of the time. This was... <laughs> This was, a, I think, an was, understatement. It was supposed to be Anthony's <coughs> version of what he's going to do when he's not climbing roofs. You know, something small that we can do <laughs> out of the shed and, you know, take our time doing. And he said it to one too many people and it just exploded. All of a sudden, it's, yeah, we were, we were, everybody thought, that's a brilliant idea. And I went, okay. And you're sort of standing, <laughs> looking nervously and going... This has now taken on a life, and it, it, it has. It, it really has taken on a life. I mean, it's it's all-consuming at the minute for oh, us. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're, we're, we're but, working every but, hour. But you do, in one of the shades of your life, have experience in the hospitality business, running a bar, restaurant, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? You, you do have a, a, a part of you. Yeah, that's uh, probably in us, I think. We, we, yeah. we, we've done that. I mean, we, we had a pub out in, out in Cooley, uh, the Broadway Bar in Green Ore, um, we had that many moons ago. I think mm. We left that in two thousand and two thousand and three. We, we left. left. Yeah. Um, we were there. Um, I'm a chef by trade. Uh, when you say I've been there and done that, I probably there's not a lot of things I haven't done. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of very little. No, no. Jack of all trades and a broad remit is very, oh, very right, okay. good. To we'll, have. we'll go with that. One. Can we we'll go with try that? One today. Yeah, we'll try that one then. Tell me this on a on a, a connoisseur's note about whiskey and the drinking of whiskey. I'm always curious when I meet people who are in this business. You enjoy it? It's up yourself. I do. I've occasionally I've I've I've, I've partaked. Uh, yeah. What? Way should you drink it? It's a very much to a taste thing, but I mean, if you, a lot of the guys who are really looking for the flavour and taste in whiskey will either take it neat or will take it with a little drop of water. And water has a tendency to to bring out the flavours, opens out the taste of the whiskey a bit more. Um, whiskey at the, in Ireland, it has to be forty percent to be called whiskey. First of all, but we've got a real broad spectrum of. Uh, alcohol percentage in whiskey so there's no bottles you can buy which are called cask strength so they're anywhere from mid 50s up to 60% alcohol ABV so they're quite strong quite uh, yeah quite we'll, we'll call them quite strong and they need water to to really to tone them down yeah. to make the flavours more open and um, we've got great I mean thank God I mean Irish whiskey isn't really in a renaissance at the moment. Oh, moments. huge. Huge renaissance. Look at what's happening in Slane beside yeah. us here, and that's is, on the way with Brown a, Foreman. Which is a fabulous whiskey. Down in Cooley, the peninsula there, sure. It's John Teeling himself. Oh, I mean, the, the, what the, a the, great man. Yeah, I mean, he's got great northern distillery, and, yes. and again, they've got a... They've got a they've got a bit of a, a coup coming up now for us in, in December. We can talk further about that another day, but um, they're launching their first alcohol that they've distilled in the old Harp Lager Brewery in Dundalk this December so that's happening um, some of the bottles of that are being are being uh, doing fundraising mm. um, 
we've gone from a scenario where six, seven years ago we had three distilleries in Ireland. We now have 18. Mm. And we've another 16 on the way. And the world market is there for it. We know this anyway. It's been crying out for this for years. So this fits nicely into your future business as well as this is happening. So neat or with a drop of water? Neat or with a drop of water? Definitely not with Coca-Cola. If you know anybody that drinks it with Coca-Cola, Jerry, tell them to stop immediately, (laughs) cease and desist and step away from the Coca-Cola. Katie, tell them what I'm doing here. I have my hand (laughs) up. I'm like a child at school saying, yes, "Yes, it was me. I'm not... thing is I'm not an evangelist I, I'm genuinely not I mean <laughs> you drink it how you see fit and you drink it how you how yeah, you taste yeah, yeah. the problem is with it if you've spent I mean a shot of whiskey a shot of good whiskey is 20 plus euros in a bar now mm-hmm. uh, any of the premium stuff so if you're paying 20 plus euros for a shot of whiskey and I mean to, to, to put Coca-Cola on top of it shouldn't be done I hear what you're saying anyway the, actually just on a, on a short note Go on. we were in a bar in Belfast um, about three weeks ago four yeah. weeks ago and a guy came in and he was sitting and he paid £150 sterling for a shot one single shot of whiskey and then followed it up with a £100 shot of whiskey Tonight. wasn't a member of U2 or anything, was he? No, 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 not today, not today. <laughs> it just shows you what's there and what can be had. Anyway, check them out. Irish Whiskey Auctions. There's an auction live at the moment. Over 200 uh, there to have a look yeah. at. Uh, if you're in the market, I promise you, you'll enjoy that website. And there's lots to get into there for the moment. Wish you all the best with this. Congratulations to both of you. Anthony and Katie Sheehy, thanks a million for joining me on the show. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very Thank much, Jerry, for, for having us. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Now, it's that time of year again, and I want to tell you about our annual best Christmas pudding in the Northeast competition because we are launching it today here on the show. We've uh, done it every year for the last nine years. This is year 10 of the competition and we've had a winner each year. And I know there was a furore on social media last night uh, because uh, the mention of the Christmas pudding was made by a certain well-known lady in these parts and it just went wild with people talking about their memories of the making of Christmas puddings in their homes as children and not so young children uh, yesteryear and even to today uh, the memories are all there so I throw it out to you this afternoon I invite you to enter our best Christmas pudding in the North East competition 2018 and there'll be a lovely prize for the winner we've a fabulous hamper for the winner but every year the puddings come flying in here from north south east and west in counties louth and meath and beyond And I'm so hopeful and I believe our late lunch listeners will again this year deliver to us. So if you make a pudding, if you make a homemade pudding, if you know somebody who makes a lovely homemade pudding, let them know about this competition which we're launching today on Late Lunch. And the idea is this. I'll give you the dates nearer the time. We want the puddings the final week. We're on air before the show breaks for Christmas. So we're breaking on the 21st of December for our Christmas holidays. And we're going to judge the puddings that week. So there's no need to send us puddings. I know people are only making them at the moment and have been making them for the last number of weeks. Hold on to your puds. Do we need a whole pud? 
well, if we could get a whole pod, that would be great. But if we got part of a pudding as well that we could taste, that would be fabulous as well. But don't send us in a sliver or a crumb of a pudding because we won't be able to get the feel or the taste for it. So if you want to bake us a special little pudding yourself, a medium pudding or a large pudding, send them in to us nearer to the date. We'll gather them all. Genuinely, we taste every pudding. We draw up a short list and then our Women With Opinions on Late Lunch pick the winner and then you will join the pantheon of uh, winners in the last nine years. You'll be winner number 10 on Late Lunch with your pudding if you are selected as the best Christmas pudding in the Northeast. So get cracking, get making. I know people are making. This weekend seems to be a big one at this time. What, about six weeks before the Christmas? Five, six weeks? I, I believe some people have them well made already and numbers of them. So think of us, consider us with, with your pudding, will you, this year, and get them to us as I tell you more over the next couple of weeks. So the great Christmas pudding, the best Christmas pudding in the Northeast is launched on late lunch this afternoon you've been told all you have to do now is get your puds to us in time and you could carry off that wonderful title this year and win a beautiful hamper to boot Sinead do you like Christmas pudding is Christmas pudding your I, thing I, I do but Jerry, you can really find a gluten free one so uh, like I said last year more marks for people My God, if they want to send a gluten-free <laughs> celiac-friendly pudding. Do you hear you know her? Do you hear her? He's you ignored w- me last year. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, so if you want to make, if you want to, you know, exper- you know, challenge yourself out there now, you know, and make a gluten-free one, that'd be great. We, 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 we'll go with that. Yeah, sure, we have to go with it. So the woman herself has spoken. So does anyone does it gluten-free? <laughs> Probably taste-free as well, pudding, uh, no, if it's gluten-free. Might be, might be, I presume you can make it gluten free no you can you can get them I've often bought the little ones they're niche yeah they're niche they're They're certainly niche anyway anyway the pudding competition is Anne McVeigh you know where Anne yes Anne set the place wild yesterday did you see it about the Christmas pudding I think she had the whole North East wishing into her (laughs) pudding (laughs) last night anyway we know each year Sinead they pour into us before the Christmas and people are great they really are and I know they're going to do it again this year for us and we love to taste the puddings and we're always delighted to name a winner as well when uh, one comes along when the girls the girls the girls from uh, Women With Opinions pick the the winner uh, we'll let you know who that is of course on a very special day just before we break for the Christmas on the 21st of December Jerry, uh, thanks for the message Saturday was a brilliant day for Ireland and Irish rugby but the most obvious thing was the fantastic coaching. Why can't Martin O'Neill and his staff do the same with the soccer team instead of making excuses about the players they have available? Thank you for your comment. A late lunch this afternoon. Oh yes, I must acknowledge it before we go. Joe Schmidt and the Irish rugby team unbelievable I watched the match little Ava was beside me my granddaughter and she never budged the two of us sat together watching the whole game and we were so excited about it oh when the try went over I think I frightened the life out of the child anyway great win for the Irish rugby soccer's on a low at the minute there's certainly about that it's been a disappointing year and uh, yes we seem to be in transition but we're not good are we at the soccer at the moment Denmark tonight does anybody care, to be honest with you? I really don't think anybody does care. But uh, very few anyway. But the soccer fraternity do. But look, we wish them well in Denmark tonight. And surely there are better days ahead. And it will happen uh, for the soccer team in the future. They've had great days in the past. And, you know, this is cyclical as well. We're a small country. And, uh, you know, to be successful at the top of international soccer is not that easy either. And we have a small pick. 
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 